created the family, and he wants parents to raise their children to know and love the Lord. Today is the Family Shield's Father's Day special. Why are fathers so important to their children? Why is it important for fathers to learn to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And how do fathers help their children grow spiritually and become disciples of Christ? My guest today is Reverend Brian Weaver. He's pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Herbst, Texas, and the host of The Average Disciple. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Weaver. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, tell our listeners about your wife and children. Yeah, absolutely. So Victoria and I have been married uh, 13 years this coming August of, of 2023, and um, we have spent all of that time together in ministry in some way, whether that's been on my vicarage or my final year of seminary and her serving a congregation or uh, going to my first call and, and subsequent calls after that. We have uh, four children. Our oldest is Elijah, and he turned nine in April. We, Our oldest daughter, Charlotte, uh, will be seven in August, and then we have twin girls, that uh, turned five at the beginning of June. Wow. Twins. And uh, so so we have an active, energetic household, for sure. I bet yeah. you do. Yeah, a <laughs> nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and two twins that are five. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's yes. Been, it's been a journey. Yeah. yeah. Parent, parenting is always challenging. I mean, there's no way that it can't be, but it's also a joy. No. So share with our listeners a couple joys that you have as a father. Uh, you know, one actually just happened recently. Our twin girls, like I said, they, they turned five at the beginning of June, uh, but they just got on their first bikes, mm. like actual bikes, not the little balance training bikes kind of thing. Uh, they're actual bikes with um, with training wheels because they haven't quite learned that balance yet. But uh, for me, you know, that's kind of a milestone stage I've noticed in our children is when they start riding bikes, then, then we're on a whole nother level of development. And um, so it was, it was one of those moments that I think hit me a little bit harder than I expected, hmm. watching those twin girls get on their bikes and just ride. And they rode for like an hour and a half oh, that evening, just goodness. having so much fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that was actually a recent joy. And then uh, last year, I got to take our oldest two uh, to their very first hockey game. Uh, we went and watched the Dallas Stars. Uh, we were gifted with a, a few tickets. And it was just cool to to see the joy on my son's face that I remember having going to my first game. And then, you know, now all the NHL teams have like dancers or, you know, whatever they call them, ice dancers. And my daughter who is very much into tap and ballet was just enamored watching them dance, you know, the whole time she couldn't care less about the game. Uh, but it was just cool to, to have that experience as a dad and taking my kids to their to their first hockey game. That is um, fantastic. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you could keep going with more joys. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. But let's share just a challenge that you have uh, as a father with your children. Anything that comes to mind? Yeah. One of the, I, I would say the biggest challenge that I personally have as a dad is... <laughs> probably managing my emotion in a moment to help my children manage theirs. Mm. Um, you know, if, if they're getting frustrated, I notice myself getting frustrated. Uh, and when I get frustrated, it reaches a point where, you know, I, I get overwhelmed with it. Um, but just being that, being that strong 
peaceful presence in those moments as a dad is necessary. And uh, so I think that's probably one of the greatest challenges I have with my kids is when they get frustrated, not responding in the same um, or, you know, trying to address it before we get to that point. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that, that has probably been the, and especially with like with our, with our twins, I mean, we hardly slept at all, like literally hardly slept at all. And, uh, for a good solid year. So being sleep deprived, you know, working full time as a pastor and then trying to also be there and present for the older two, uh, that was, that was a big challenge trying to balance all of that in me so that I could be present and, and a good presence yeah. uh, with my kids. Wow. Yeah. And that's a challenge yeah. for every parent uh, when you're working and you have young children. It just, you need a, to spend a lot of time with them and some of those uh, things that can be frustrating or challenging uh, just need to be dealt with. And it sounds like you understand that, you know, recognizing what you need to do in those kind of situations and working on it. That's Yeah, I think excellent. part of the biggest, the, the biggest thing I've I've learned is the importance of when I have opportunity to take refreshment time to take it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if that's the car ride home, if, you know, like today they're, as we're recording this, they're, they're not in the house, they're, um, you know, they're off doing their own thing. So taking that time to be refreshed so that I can be present with them. Um, that That's one of the ways I've, I've had to learn to overcome that challenge is the importance of, of taking that self-care time so that I can be with my kids when they're present. Right. Um, that's and not fantastic. getting frustrated and overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Sure. Yes, that definitely can be. So tell us a story about one of your children that make you laugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, they all, I mean, this is another thing. We could go well beyond the program time. I know. For, you know, Forever. Yeah. Uh, but, but one of them that, that I'll share two quick ones. One is my son. I've often wondered if he's listening during my sermons or, you know, when I'm, when I'm up teaching or something in front of the congregation. Uh, but inevitably, I'll make a bad pastor joke, you know, and the congregation will laugh because it's a pastor joke. Uh, but my son from his pew will also be like, dad and you know the whole <laughs> congregation hears that and so then of course they start laughing at it and it's just it, it's it's a reality check for me you know like hey my son is listening he doesn't like my joke it's uh-huh. okay that's a perfectly normal father-son interaction right uh but he has no fear of doing it publicly and it just makes me laugh <laughs> um, yeah and then yeah and then our oldest daughter charlotte she is the performer um and so one of the things that makes me laugh every time is when we have longer than like an hour to just sit in the house, she is writing an entire recital in her head, um, you know, some kind of dance performance or program. And so uh, especially during the winter, we had a lot of performances in the evenings, And uh, it just it just makes me laugh watching that excitement in her. Um, and that creativity. And yeah, I just really enjoy that time. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, those kids are, uh, they make you laugh. They sometimes make you cry. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> they keep you honest. <laughs> they keep you honest. Absolutely. They are, they are honest themselves, aren't they? You don't tell a child something you don't want them to tell anyone else. You, you bet. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, you host a <laughs> podcast entitled The Average Disciple. I'm sure you want to help your children become disciples of Christ, too. What are some of the mm-hmm. things you do with them that help 
your family accomplish that massive goal? You know, how do we disciple? That's the <laughs> the question for yeah. from everybody. But what are just some of the things that you do that you think will help? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, uh, we talk about faith in very real terms in our house. And what I mean by that is like, as a pastor, um, we don't talk about going to worship on Sunday because that's where daddy needs to work. You know, that's where daddy works, all of that stuff. Like they know Monday through Thursday, that's my office time. That's when I do go into the office. But on Sunday, we go to worship because that's what we do as disciples of Jesus. Um, and so, yes, daddy's called to lead that worship service. But that's why I'm there is I'm also there to worship. And so we try to put um, we try to put the activities that we do in those very real terms of, you know, like I said, we go to worship because that's what disciples of Jesus do. Mm. Um, we talk about, you know, we let our, we have let our kids pray from the moment that they could talk. Um, and so most dinner prayers, most evening prayers, uh, most prayers that happen in our households don't often happen from Victoria and myself. They actually are our children brain. Um, you know, and so you can imagine sometimes they're silly, sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we, we want them to know that we believe prayer is, a, is, is a very real conversation with a very present God. And so, uh, it's cool to have our children lead that and know that they are just as capable as we are because they have been baptized. They have the spirit of God in them, you know, um, and then the, one of the last things I'll, I'll share, and if you want more, you can, I can mm-hmm. certainly share more, but, um, you know, Victoria and I, as much as we like to do our devotion or our, pri- our prayer time kind of in a private, quiet setting, we're also not afraid to show that to our children. Um, you know, we, we try to wake up earlier than our kids do, so we have some of that time by ourselves and collectively, but at the same time, it doesn't always work out that way. Our kids often wake up before we do mm-hmm. kind of situation. Um, but we say, hey, I need this time in devotion. This is what I'm doing. Um, I'm not ignoring you. I'm not dismissing, you know, I'm doing my devotion. Why don't you go grab your Bible? And we've given them Bibles and um, that they, you know, three of them really can't read very well right now. Charlotte is certainly growing at, at her age in, in the class that she's in. But um, you know, we, we model that for them. We show them us doing our devotion. We encourage them to do the same. And then Victoria is actually very much into, uh, visual faith kind of stuff. So, you know, drawing pictures based on the scripture readings, uh, interacting with it creatively and those kind of pieces. And so we even gave the, uh, the girls, cause Elijah didn't want one. We gave the girls Bibles that they could draw in and they could color in during worship. So it's creating that interaction for them as well. And, and it's a way for them to interact with the scriptures. Um, but they do that throughout the week, too, because they have access, you know, to that Bible. And so there are times where, you know, I've gone to get ready and I come back out and Victoria and all three girls are sitting with their visual art Bibles and they're doing their own little devotion. Mm, that's um, and so we, we really try to not make it this um, kind of adult thing to do, but this way that like, hey, you as a child have a very real faith. Um, and so how do we encourage you that mom and dad also are really trying to have a real faith? Um, and so that, what does that look like? And, you know, we share the struggles that we have in that, the times that, you know, Elijah has asked, hey, dad, what's wrong? You know, brother, I'm really struggling with this right now, and, and I'm really struggling to take it to God. You know, that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm really excited because I prayed and God did this. Um, okay. And, you know, I got to experience how he worked that. And so just trying to bring it into very real, um, everyday experiences for them. 
I, I think is, is what we really tried to do in our home. That is excellent. And we need to make sure our children know. And, and what you just said, if you were having a bad day or you're just struggling with something, mm-hmm. that your child recognized that and you were open to, to tell them that. I, I think that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. I want to mention our newsletter this week has uh, uh, information about teaching your children to pray and lots of different that's ideas cool. for our listeners, uh, the prayer cube and uh, prayer chain, yeah. just ways to make it real yeah. for them because young children don't understand the abstract. So I need to make some announcements. Let me transition to that, and then we'll come back and continue talking uh, with Reverend Brian Weaver, and we're talking about Father's Day. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States and Canada, and our podcast is heard on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the Family Shield Countercult Ministry and other educational and evangelism services. This now includes our newest ministry, Faith Family Reunion, that serves parents with prodigals, adult children that grew up in the faith, but have left the faith. We encourage our listeners to take a family and friend prayer walk. Resources are available on our website. This includes our prayer walk booklet that you can download on the website, www.familyshieldministries.org. And don't forget that if you fill out our prayer walk survey that is on our website, you'll receive a gift from us. We really like people to fill out the survey after they've taken a family prayer walk or a prayer walk with friends. We encourage listeners to become a partner with us in accomplishing Family Shield Ministries' vision and mission. Join us in prayer, mail a donation, or give online. Again, our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. Listeners that donate a gift to us and mention the station or where they listen to Family Shield will be mentioned by name on our program. Now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Brian Weaver. And Brian, I thought this would be a good time for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast, The Average Disciple. Absolutely. So uh, I started The Average Disciple podcast a, a couple of years ago as an opportunity for me as a pastor to share with my sphere of influence the real side of faith and, and not just what they see on Sunday morning for the hour or two hours. Uh, but what is it like to, to wrestle with these things to follow Jesus uh, day in and day out? Because it's something I talk about every week in our, in our ministry. Um, and so that's where it started. And, and as of this year, 2023, uh, my wife and I are doing the podcast together. Um, and, you know, the tagline is uh, helping disciples of Jesus live on purpose, with intention. And and so we, as a, as a husband and wife, do get to share what does that look like for us in our marriage? What does that look like for us in our parenting? And some of the same things that, that we're talking about on on uh, this Family Shield episode is, you know, how do we make, re- how do we make faith real in our home uh, so that our children grow and learn about this very real and present 
relationship with with our Savior. It's so important. You know, I I mentioned in the announcements, we've just merged with uh, another ministry, Faith Family Reunion, which is founded by a woman that was away from the faith for 25 years. She grew up in a Lutheran home. And uh, when she came back, she she founded Faith Family Reunion. She's got a great testimony. uh, But I'm finding how massive this is with older parents and even grandparents that's children who grew up in the church but walked away. To some extent, the parents or someone missed helping them understand that faith wasn't a thing we go to church to do, but was really our faith in Christ. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. and so we too want to help parents learn what you're teaching on the average disciple. And thank you so much for doing yeah. that. Yeah. If anyone wants to uh, know how to connect with him, uh, we can certainly refer the, him to you or that podcast. And of course, you can just do a search uh, and get it as well. So let me go on then. Um, do you say, Brian, I'm sorry, will you forgive me to your children? And if you do, tell us a time when you did this. Absolutely, I do. Good. Um, absolutely. Most uh, most parents never do. Point. Most parents never do that. Yeah, and so that was, um, you know, that was something looking back on my life growing up. I didn't hear very often and certainly didn't from certain uh, certain groups of my parents. Um, but uh, for me, growing in ministry and growing in pastoral ministry, I began to see the importance of reconciliation and what that does in relationships. And, you know, that is the foundation of our relationship with God is him reconciling us. And so, you know, when I, when we had our son, I had this moment where I thought about, um, you know, all that Paul says in his letters, but especially Ephesians five, where he talks about that relationship between a husband and wife, you know, he's talking about imperfect relationships. And so the greatest way that those imperfect relationships have to show the gospel is is to seek reconciliation, uh, to share that good news that there is forgiveness between each other because of what Christ has done for us. And so I very much do that in our parenting because I want my children to know dad is not perfect and he never claims to be perfect. Um, but but grace and mercy is the very foundation of our relationships. And so I've, you know, with our son, I've had to do it with all four of our children, actually, uh, at various points in their lives. But uh, one was shortly after we moved to our current location, and that was spring of, 21, of 2021. Um, I had gotten really upset with my son about something. I'd ended up yelling because I was just so frustrated. Um, and, you know, he, he stormed off and went up to his room. And I had to go up there. And, you know, while his behavior many would say was not appropriate. Hey, I'm the one in the wrong here. I, the dad, am the one that caused that behavior in him, you know, caused him to respond in that. So I went up and I said, Elijah, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I did this. Uh, because we've always talked about in our household being very specific when we apologize. Um, not being general, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Well, no, no, clearly something has been wrong, right? Some wrong has happened. So I said, Elijah, I am sorry that I lost my, I lost my cool, that I yelled, and that I took frustration out on you. Do you forgive me? And it was this moment where my son kind of looked at me because he was finally old enough to, to realize what was taking place. Um, he looked at me and he said, yeah, I forgive you. Of course I do, dad. And we, and we had a 
great hug and we were able to talk about the issue of frustration between us. Um, it's wonderful. And so we very much practice that in our house. And, and I, you know, I, when I'm teaching in front of the congregation, I, I tell them, I'm like, hey, we practice these words in our household because we need them. Yes. Right? Our relationships are not perfect. We need to be able to share this grace and forgiveness with each other because that's what we have in Christ. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I encourage every, every relationship, marriage, family, parenting, whatever, practice the, those words of, of uh, confession and forgiveness. I'm sorry for, and I forgive you for. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, that. That is where healing takes place. Yeah. And I love that you get specific, not just, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, but this yeah, is why, exactly this right. is what I did that I'm sorry for. And, uh, yeah, uh, and, and, and I just had to, you know, there was a, a little argument between the sisters the other day, and I had each one of them apologize to each other for the thing that they did, you know, like, cause not all three of them did the same thing uh-huh. to cause the pain in the others. Yeah. Uh, but each one had to go to the, the separate ones and apologize for, for what they did so that that could be healed. And that could be reconciled. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So I just put a few Bible verses down that I want to just read and yeah. ask you to make some comments on. One of my favorites, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 8. Uh, I might not read every bit of it, but it says, And these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons. And I always add, I know God's word means sons and daughters. And shall talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And uh, I guess I'll read this last part. I don't usually. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and write them on the doorpost of your house. What is, this is an Old Testament verse, such a wonderful verse Mm -hmm. for parents. What is God talking about when he says, you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk as you walk and talk? You know, what is the, what are we teaching them? Yeah. So we could spend a whole uh, episode on this, but um, (laughs) uh, just, just real quick, you know, every translation of this verse has some form of diligence or intentional intentionality, you know, so there, there's a purpose behind what you're doing. And so I always, I always say, you know, you're teaching your children about faith intentionally or unintentionally. Mm. Right. And, and the unintentional is usually that faith isn't important. And we teach that by not going to worship by, choosing other things over our, over our life of faith and those experiences. Um, but we teach it intentionally when we say things like, no, we go to worship because that's what we do as disciples of Jesus. We gather with other disciples in worship. Um, and so just, you know, taking the extra breath to be able to say, hey, this is why we do this. Or, you know, like we just talked about with apologizing, uh, taking the extra step and saying, be specific about what you apologize for because that's the pain point. That's where reconciliation needs to take place, right? And I don't often use words like reconciliation with my younger children, uh-huh, but, uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we are specific in what we apologize for because that's where the pain has been caused, uh-huh. not generally, but very specifically. And then we forgive specifically because that heals that pain, that restores that relationship. Um, and so just taking those extra moments to do that, um, or to, you know, when my son asks, well, dad, how was your day? Instead of just going, oh, it was okay. Well, how was my day? You know, like talking about that so that I can 
then share like the joys that I got to experience where God's at work in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's taking the time to actually be intentional with the conversations and the opportunities you have with your kid. You're not always going to talk the full counsel of God with them. Um, but there are little moments where sometimes we just gloss over it to get to the next thing where really just 30 more seconds, 30 more conversation seconds, uh, will, will open to them a new world of, of their faith experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that for me is that diligence. And even later in that passage, he says, and when your son asks, Mm -hmm. and I always remind people, children don't ask questions about things they don't experience. Mm-hmm. So if you want your kids to ask things about faith, they need to experience it. Yeah. If you want them to ask questions about your faith life, they need to see that in you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is where their curiosity will get stemmed is when they see that, when they, they realize it's not just something we talk about, it's actually something we do. Yeah. Great, great. Well, one more verse from Ephesians 6, 4. And I know a lot of times people have trouble with this. And fathers, it's specifically talking to fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, um, how do fathers specifically maybe provoke their children to anger? Have you ever thought about that? I'm not saying you do, but do, do fathers do something sometimes that provokes children to anger? I think we do. Yeah, I think we do. Is just this, um, you know, I, I tend to want more out of my children than they can provide. Um, and I don't show them the same grace that I expect them to show to me. And so that's that provocation. Or sometimes I'll say something because I know there's a better way to do it. But is it is it the better, like a necessary better, or is it just a better way? And so I always go back to what Paul said earlier in Ephesians, speak the truth in love for the sake of building each other up. Um, and so for me, that helps me better understand Ephesians 6 there, where, hey, there's a lot of things I can correct in my children, but am I speaking the truth in them in love for the sake of building them up mm-hmm. and encouraging them in, in their faith or to break them down? Um, and, that, and that's always kind of helped me think through what I'm about to say to them and whether it's a necessary conversation or not. Great. Great. Well, one question I was going to ask that I'm not going to have time for, but I'm going to mention it. And that was, what do you think our congregations should do to support parents? That's a new program. We're going to do another one. (laughs) Because at the time I said that, I'm like, that's a big question. Um, And it is a big question. So, you know, parents first, I believe, parents first, and then the congregation comes along and partners with them. It's not always what's done. So very good. Again, my guest has been Reverend Brian Weaver. And um, uh, Family Shield Ministries website is www.familyshieldministries.org. Uh, I do want to mention again that Reverend Weaver is the uh, host, along with his wife, of The Average Disciple. And as you heard today, he has great things to share that people need to hear. And I know his guests are great, too. I was a guest once. <laughs> and um yeah. Again, I'm so glad you were able to join us today, and I'll get in touch again because maybe we need to do a part two on that other topic, and I don't have all the answers for that one either. So again, (laughs) (laughs) this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. We're so glad you've been listening, and uh, uh, God bless your day. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Thank you.